Hello and welcome to the Mock Stars Podcast. We're officially recording as of right now. Oh, it's a hard idol. Sod it, dead. Sod it. Chris? We got that on mic, right? We do have okay, it. Good. It's recorded. Can we get 27 wall. hours of it? Oh, sod it. That sod it. Well, sod it. You just fall asleep to that. Oh, well, sod it. I'll sod it. Dead. 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 And it's 27 hours live, not looped. Oh, yeah. By yeah. the way, I mean, he could do it. Basada. I do want to see what like our 26 looks like. No, no, no. It's like just pure madness. Basada. Okay. Basada. What's up? And welcome to the Mock Stars Podcast, the number one podcast on the internet for Magic the Gathering and Dr. Pepper. We are the three greatest personalities in Magic the Gathering. I'm Evan Kunai, and I'm here with Jordan Garcia. Hello, one of the three greatest personalities in Magic the Gathering. You fucking know it! <laughs> <laughs> and we got Christopher Ritter. I love it. Saw dude. What's nice. up? It? It's nice. 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 Excellent callback to when we weren't recording. Oh, we didn't get any nope. of that. Okay. None of that. Cool. All right. So you oh, guys no, are here. Kidding. It's in the B-roll for sure. Okay. You know that this is the best podcast on the internet. The number one podcast on the internet for Magic the Gathering and Dr. Pepper. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so by subscribing to us on YouTube by hitting that thumbs up, subscribing, and hitting that bell for more notifications. New episodes every single Friday. You can also support us on all major podcasting platforms by leaving us a five-star review. It goes a long way to helping new people find the show. And join the Discord because we've been popping off on there about all these new Doctor Who cards. It's actually kind of crazy. Uh, some of the things we're like finding, some of these new powerful effects we're seeing, and people are talking all about it on the Discord. So get on there, join the community, become a pepperhead. You can become an official Pepperhead by joining our Patreon by becoming a supporter. The Pepperhead tier is $3, and you get access to two exclusive channels. You get the Dr. Pepper channel, which explains all of the lore, deep history and lore of the Mock Stars X Dr. Pepper uh, thing. It's pretty and, much just memes. Yeah, yeah, Dr. Pepper memes. and All the entire uh, product roster is on there. Um, True. Profess your love of Dr. Pepper there. And... We also have an exclusive channel called the Shower Thoughts channel where we listen to our community and that helps drive our content. So we're very community driven in that sense. So yeah, get on there, share your conversations, share your thoughts, and we're going to talk about them. 100%. Uh, All right. Thank you for the excellent intro, Evan. We also need to plug the other thing that is available on our Patreon for a limited time to the end of this month is, correct? Yes. Till the end of this month. We are offering a pre-order. Pre-order for our playmats. We have the sickest playmats by our homie, Death Milk Designs. Like, literally, we've had them in our hands for probably almost a week at this point, and I'm still in awe. They've been sitting on this table. Yeah, they're sick. In my home, and I cannot stop staring at them. I uh, played my first spell table game the other night and used the new mat, and it just looks so good. Dude, I saw the picture. It's just like, 
three bad mats, and then your mat is just like, mm. not even bad mats. I know because like, the other one was mats. an OG Mox. Yeah, yeah, one yeah. of yeah. One was a Mox star. It's not like good. <laughs> and and two of the other ones were pretty decent, like official it's just like, mats. Evan said yeah. it, and I I have to agree. It's just like every other mat pales in comparison to this mat. Every other one. We might be a little biased. There yeah. are no Dr Pepper cans on the mat. Not yet. Not if we get sponsored, soon. we'll get a little DP logo up. In yep. Uh, yeah, so we will be having a store where you can buy all of our merch after the fact, but for the time being, you can get a nice little pre-order of 35 bucks. That is including shipping to the local 48. And just a shout-out, that only includes the pre-order for the mat, so if you'd like to be have access to the Shower Thoughts channel and the Dr. Pepper channel, uh, be sure to pre-order the mat and then go ahead and change your subscription or... Uh, at actually, it's add an additional subscription to the Pepperhead tier. Yeah, essentially, it's thirty-five buck pre-order, and it'll close at the end of the month, and then we'll have other ways to pay for it down the line with some other merch. Yep, yep. Um, sweet. Okay, a few little small tidbits. I just wanted to touch on some upcoming events this week. We are, uh, I guess, in the next few weeks, we have Fall Brawl coming up for uh, the CDH Laughing Dragon Homies down in Issaquah. That's gonna be tomorrow, right? Oh, when this comes out, holy shit. That is tomorrow. You'll be able to cast catch me and Evan crushing it. Just absolutely clapping cheeks. I'm gonna do my monster talking joke. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. What decks are you guys playing? Excellent question. Evan? I'm playing Shaline Halar again to reprise my top sixteen placement. Yes, sir. Uh gotta rip the Naya. Um yep. I am selling out and playing five color good stuff. I'm playing Najula. Najila. Najila. Have not heard of it. Mm, it's not a very good Not thing. familiar. Yeah. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say I did have a game the other day where I did nothing but just play Najila and then activate Najila. Yeah, I was in that game. Yeah. Uh, and it feels bad to be on the other side of it. Like, you weren't legitimately, you had no board state except I did for Najila. <laughs> you weren't even activating Najila, like, no, I did with nothing. the five color ability. And you're just, uh, as you've been saying, clapping cheeks. I feel like someone said clapping cheeks around you recently, and you're just repeating it a lot now. <laughs> that does sound like something I would do. Because <laughs> it has come up so much today. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the first I'm hearing of it uh, and being shown light on my own actions, but uh, we'll power through. Hey, it turns out when you can exponentially spawn warriors, uh, seems good. It is yeah. pretty freaking good. If I had found any other actual win condition in my deck, the game would have gone better. But you did win that game, though, right? No, I didn't win that game. I, I won that I, game. I killed you. Oh, you I did. did. I did successfully kill you. As far as I'm aware. Yeah, you checked out immediately yeah. afterwards. Yeah. yeah, you guys Phenomenal. will be able to <laughs> Everyone, you'll be able to see that game on our YouTube channel. We did get that one on camera. Oh, yeah, We'll baby. be editing and putting it out soon. Not only actually, I do want to say, actually, after I died, I was taking care of our social media. I was oh, doing yeah. social media stuff for a <laughs> monster. Yo, shout out. If you've noticed that our social media has been way better, it's because Chris took over. Uh, and I will say that gameplay we're about to drop has all of our new mats on it. And holy Christ, they look good. Yeah, they look really great. They look goddamn good. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I legit think you guys are going to want to play on these mats. Dude, like once you see it in person, like the color is just crazy. There's no mat that has this level of saturation and color. It's absolutely bananas. You know, I think that when we ordered these from Inked Gaming, we got them. Or, or like we got them later than we expected. Like we didn't get them in time for Magicon, <laughs> and part of it I think is because they were holding on to them and just looking at them, and they were just like, "Wow!" Like I can't yeah. let this go. These like are the one ring. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Like they saw them, they're just like, "Holy crap! Wow!" Yep. They, we just don't print mats like these every day. Yeah. yeah no. Sure. Honestly, they yep. bop. 
Okay, enough about the mats. You guys can go pre-order them at 35 freaking bucks. Okay, the other thing, the week after this coming weekend, and when you hear this, it'll be tomorrow, the week next weekend will be Command Fest Portland. Tons of shit's going to be going. Yeah, there's a, uh, for getting there, there's a Spooky Tower Command Tower promo. Is that correct? Yeah. Yep. And it's hosted yeah. and organized by Laughing Dragon. Oh, yes. yep. Laughing Dragon. is They have a tournament tomorrow that you guys are in. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, We're gonna be there. Uh, you, you guys are gonna place and win, uh, potentially win. Okay. No. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll no. be winning it. Not even close. Evan is hot on it. Jordan, you're like, oh, I'm going meta. I'm playing Nigel, and you're not even like thinking you're gonna win. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll shoot for top fifteen. We'll shoot for top sixteen. Okay. I've got a few pe- few new pieces in the deck that I'm excited to see uh, work out. So we'll we'll see if it makes the deck a little bit more flexible than it used to be. So yeah. Uh, Command Fest Portland also has some very sick promos associated with the Vintage and Legacy tournaments. Yeah, exactly. Yes, right? yes, yes, yes. Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, but there's also a proxied CDH tournament. There. Well, with the announcement of Command Fest, there were also announcements uh, for Vintage and Legacy tournaments that are happening across the world. There's only three events, and they have like these crazy promos. Mm-hmm. Um Okay, so they're not at, they're, not in Portland, right? They're not oh, going to okay. be in Portland. Just the same week. weekend, no. and yeah, yeah. So, uh, but there is going to be a CDH tournament at Command Fest. Yes, that is the first time, or not maybe not the first time, but this is a new occurrence where we're actually getting full proxy friendly CDH tournaments at these larger uh, organ, uh, organized events. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's actually on the schedule. I think it might just be a side event that mm. uh, Laughing Dragon is hosting along, like uh, not official Wizards. Of the coast scheduled, but I, I, I could be wrong on that. Is Holy no is shit. Wizards in the official uh, Commander tournament game at all? No, no, not at no, all. not no, on no, any not level. They're no. printing products for Commander, but they're not on the official label. level. No, it's such commander. a casual thing. Yeah. That they are not really associated. With yeah, them. and they seem to have no interest in it. I do have a live update, live news coming to you all right now. Kyle just texted me, and when we're in Vegas, we got uh, Tardis promo cards. Yeah, right? when we took a picture in front of the Tardis. He sent me the TCG link. They're selling for fifty five dollars right now. Wow! Shit! I wish I had taken a picture in that in that little little Tardis thing. Yeah, I Holy wish I had done that. Holy God! Yep. What the hell? Okay, sorry for the distraction. Moving on. Evan mentioned that we have an awesome shower thoughts tier in our Patreon and on our Discord. We get to chat with all the homies. Uh, and that's where we also pull a lot of our community-driven content from. And so I have a little shower thought for y'all today. We were discussing, and uh, by we, Tordith brought up, Tordith, shout out to one of our patrons. Uh, he had brought up that there's not a lot of interaction for creatures, let alone free interaction for dealing with creatures, right? Like mm-hmm. the force of cycle. Yeah. And Chris had brought up that like kind of the best option is force of despair, which is a card that doesn't really get much love whatsoever. It can. I thought about actually it can stop Najila on. Oh, totally. Turn. There's yeah. a lot of things where yeah. it can, it can pull off a lot of cool effects and mm-hmm. I do love the card a ton, um, but there's some limitations to it. And where this is kind of where more of the discussion and the shower thought came from is that, it doesn't stop ETBs. It has no way of interacting with that. And so 99% of the time, you've already gotten the value from the creature. The killing the body doesn't necessarily solve your situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the shower thought is, why are ETBs so good? Why are ETBs so good? Why are ETBs well, the question that he posed? so good? I think well, this is the conversation that, that came conversation. From, it, okay. yeah, yeah, from yeah. that conversation. Nice. All right. Yeah. Um, wow. You've really put us on the spot here. Uh, ETBs... You know, I never really put it into con- like uh, I never contextually put it into 
like <laughs> into this frame. Do you I want me to? Do you want to take the lead and you can hop in? Yeah, I would love to. Well, I would love for you. I'm going to say, get that in here, Chris. Obviously, better improvising. We're on your feet. diving in. I'm dipping my toes in the water. There are actually dog shit if you play Hushbringer. Ooh, <laughs> disgusting! Yeah. I play so right. Hushbringer because I Elish Lord Mother of Machines. This is why you guys never think about. I play both of those. Yeah, yeah. Wow. This is. Have, do you, are you hearing this? this? Is how fucking rough my memory. Well, that's how good. That's how good. This is what I deal are. with all the time. Oh uh, yeah, I guess from your perspective, you're usually at a table with at least two stacks. Oh, I mean, Kyle is the other player, so it's and he three. also plays stacks. It's three stacks yeah. players, unless we're playing with Guy, in which case, thank God, I have another turbo player. Okay. Anyway, I'll take the lead on this because so let's use for example the Force of Despair. It can kill creatures, which is great, stops Njila, but you're not stopping any of the Dockside effects, the Thoracle effects, the just massive pervasive cards in our format that just, mm -hmm. frankly, win the game. Um, pretty much the only card that exists right now that has been an answer to combat this other than the cards you just named, um, but like more on the stack kind of interaction, would be Dress Down, which is why I think Dress Down yeah. is a hugely underappreciated card because it is in such a niche category. It really does not... Very few cards hit that capacity. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's a because CDH is a meta where like Dockside is a must answer card. Like no one's just mm -hmm. Docksiding for value, really. Like yeah. if they're down bad if they're Docksiding for value. You know, if someone's casting Dockside, they're about to go off into a loop, probably right. And you need a way to stop that, and that's a must answer card. Same like, thing with Oracle. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, I think dockside dockside for value still leads to something. Even, mm -hmm. you know, it's like even just having it on the battlefield, it's done its thing. If it sits for two or three turns, the odds that your opponent is able to find something or having it on the field is just detrimental in general because you can find like a phantasmal image like a, a yeah. an opponent can literally just tutor for a phantasmal image to then go off and do that. So, uh ETBs I mean, when the number one, if we're to rank the best cards in CDH, I think our consensus, you know, you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but we'd probably say Dockside is the best card in CDH. Yeah, I, I mean, I think if you're deck building or thinking about like, hey, I'm going to build a deck, uh, you have to think long and hard about whether or not to include red. And that comes down specifically to just Dockside. Like it, being able to loop Dockside and those pieces are often in other colors, like Food Chain is in green or, um, uh, you know, you want to pair it with blue or, you know, Eldritch Evolution, which is also in green. Um, like the, it, it just controls so many deck, ma deck making decisions. Like the yeah. gravity that it has, like you kind of do have to be like... Unless you're gonna, you know, cheap out and be like, Mana Crypt is the best or Soul Ring is the best. I, I think you gotta say Dockside. Yep. Uh it's one of those things where now when I'm considering what deck I'm building or what deck I'm playing, I found that for my playstyle particularly, that the strength of ETBs needs to have an answer just in general. Because like you said, not only on the flip side of that, like they have Dockside, on the other side, there's Thassa's Oracle, which just wins the game. A lot of the time mm -hmm. it doesn't uh, like it hasn't been the most prolific way to end games, I would say in the last like three to six months. I've seen a lot of other ways people have chosen like to win games. I, 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 I still win a lot of games. It still far. wins a lot of I games. I win most it's just of my so games. clean, but I think people. Um, I've heard a lot of stories about Fairy Mastermind. Just make them draw the card. There are more things yeah. that are out there where or I play Baleful Master. One hundred percent. Same thing. People like are there are good cards that are you're justified to play them that happen to also punish. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh. Guy Reach Sanitarium is a card that I play just for the 
off chance that someone thoracles and then I can just make them draw a card on the stack. So yeah. um like there you have to put in the precautions into your deck to either be able to one answer that. So if you're playing blue, you have to be able to answer it on the stack or interact with the uh Tainted Pact or whatever. Um uh, but the fact that it is an ETB effect and the only things that really stop that, cards that have been phased out, cut out of decks because they just aren't good enough. Sti- stifle effects. Stifle. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, the dress down has been the best thing we've seen in a long time. Huge boon to help with that. Because I totally agree. It is kind of an unchecked thing. Like, ETBs mm-hmm. are a little unchecked right now because nobody is playing stifle effects. Yeah. And then you look at your stacks pieces and uh, that, that can help out in these particular situations. I play uh, Stony Silence to... St- you know, combat Dockside if I can't get a Hushbringer down. Yeah. Like, Hushbringer stops all enter the battlefield and all, you know, creature dying effects. The amount of times a Hushbringer or a Elishnorn just comes up, like, it affects every game they're in. Torpor Orb. You can Torpor be Orb, that yeah. in any yeah. color identity, you know? Yeah, but then you're you're actually just, like, pulling a... Sl- like, you're taking a slot out of your deck, like, where... Um, Hushbringer can contribute to certain strategies like number of creatures, Timna so guys attacker. Or, yeah, Timna attacker, stuff like that. I mean, on some level in CDH, uh, slots are reserved for stacks pieces, no matter yeah. what. Like, you know, kind of in, in green, you're going to make that space for collector, oof, and null rod, even doesn't fit your overall strategy. You know? Right. Um, yeah. And that's like what I, the, the line you walk when you play a stacks deck is like, does this contribute hopefully yes it does contribute to your overall game plan but you also just have to be able to battle the most popular strategies in the format which just so happen to include etb effects Mm -hmm. and that like jordan said they created elishnorn as well which is another version of hushbringer that is asymmetrical but it's at such a great cost like when you're evolution using eldritch evolution to go into something like that Mm -hmm. i just you know, like there are a few other options that probably would push your game plan forward, uh, where this one just sort of like creates a value piece or, you know, it's a value and a stacks piece together. Is so. there a card similar to like infinite obliteration where it affects all four players instead of just one? So uh, one colorless, two black, infinite obliteration is look at target's opponent, opponent's hand graveyard and library choose a card exile all versions of that card sort of like the end from wild yeah. eldrain yeah yeah uh or legacies yeah the end lost legacy the end i think is actually a great answer if you name dockside or thassa's oracle and you could hit everyone you know yeah that is kind of that'd be that's unique design space because it'd probably be have to print or have to be printed in it would be in a, a commander, commander product. product yeah yeah um we'll see what doctor who yields you know if, if yeah. that's something that some interesting stuff uh the spoilers were dropping today and yesterday i don't know if you guys are paying attention to that so much oh yeah everybody's you, chatting about it things. in the discord yeah yeah there's um, a lot of cool new cards in there interesting cards and i'm not interested in that ip at all i know a lot of people are very passionate about it um but i'm, I'm getting a little drawn in you yeah know, it seems cool there's yeah, one yeah we should do a little a uh, little episode about it i i kind of uh, i was thinking about uh building in teamer um and me, the immortal, seems fun. I that was I was just gonna bring that up. I think yeah. I'm gonna build that. We could all build it in our own different ways. Yeah, <laughs> me, the Try immortal. It. What is it? Let's run through. Uh, so you've already uh, derailed. It's Maisie Williams. Now, so let's let's it's, go. It's down Maisie this Williams, and so it's teamer plus one colorless or two colorless. Yeah. Um, and so at the beginning of your upkeep or at the beginning of combat, you get your choice of like vigilance plus one plus one, and two or three other types of counters. Yeah. And those counters um, are evergreen unless 
me the immortal goes back in your deck when it goes between zones uh those skull counter Breyer. yeah like skull briar the mm-hmm. counters stick to it and there's a second part to it uh i can't remember what the last but there's part a is second but... part to it but the counters seem interesting enough to play around with okay new counters commander yeah and teamer yeah it's uh it's pretty cool honestly and uh when i saw it it's just like Oh, well, cool. We have another... Uh, hopefully, when they reprint this deck, they give us a reskinned uh, Bog Bonder with a Hexproof counter. But um looks like a really cool commander. Yeah, I think it's two in Teamer, so five mana total. Yeah, it's fun stuff. And then all the various Doctors are fun. And then you can look at... You know, they're never going to print uh, Restrictionless Partners again, right? They admit... Gavin said that was a mistake. Yeah. Right. Um, but you have now Time Lord and Doctor's Companion uh, partners um, that I think are enabled in every single color pair. Um, I haven't actually looked through that, but I would imagine you would be able to do whatever type of color pairing you want cool. um, oh. with it. And it's just a new set of partner commanders to play with. Yeah, the final effect is actually kind of relevant. You okay, may... me the immortal. We're back to me the immortal. Yep, you can cast me. The... You can cast me from your graveyard by discarding two cards in addition to paying its other costs. Three yeah, three. so you can cheat the uh, commander attacks if you need to. Yeah, very yeah. cool. Um, yeah, I, I. Where were we at again? I don't know. <laughs> we were so derailed from my episode. <laughs> uh, we let's were get back to it. Talking about Doctor Who spoilers uh, that came up for the reason oh, that right. we were talking about interesting design space. Potentially, uh, look at that. Look a new at all of those things a not new, on this document in front of me. Potentially, a new card that could help answer ETB effects. Tour that you inspired up. all of this. This is all your rambling. This is your yep. fault. Yeah. Also, uh, thank you for being a patron. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much. And. I think that ETBs just in general are just going to keep getting stronger and stronger. And part of uh, the question that prompted this conversation was, uh, are, is there design space to create spells that have the ability to just counter creatures or yeah. to counter those effects? Right? Well, that's what I was just going to say, because I think the reason that ETBs have been getting more prevalence because Wizards was looking at that counter spell space, which often draws a distinction between is this a creature counter spell or is this a non-creature counter spell? And they wanted a way to print certain spells that were not going to run into counter spells in higher power formats and uh you know want to open up because you know it is sort of solved if you're running counter spells in your deck what counter spells are playable in cdh right right right. i think not a lot of creature counters yeah i think this is wizards pushing that design space to be like hey a more protected think about some other counter spells or some of these new counter spells we're coming out with like play those and then like you're saying protect certain types of spells and being like hey i i think when they printed dockside those fuckers knew what they were doing you know, they weren't being, yeah. you know, they're they, like, let's put a little gas on this fire. Exactly. It's, I mean, it is designed um, to scale with power, mm-hmm. like regardless, you know, like if they did think about that, they did such a great job with it because it's like, hey, you want to play at the highest power level or you want to cheat a bunch of mana super early? Well, Dockside is going to punish you for it. So yeah. um, ultimately, my, the point that I made was with those free creature counter spells is that they've created this environment in magic where EDH is the most popular format. And what do you build a deck around a single entity, a single creature? So, um, I, I was just saying like, there's a little bit of like, maybe they talk about this behind the scenes. Maybe they don't, but like, um, 
if someone inadvertently uses that free creature counterspell on someone's commander spitefully, it leads to a lot of feel-bads. Mm-hmm. In the right hands, in competitive play, if you play it right, it's a great it's a great card. And also, yeah. they are very careful not to put these ETBs onto legendary creatures. If Dockside was legendary, that would be fucked. Well, like just yeah, yeah. And you know, they, they, I think they learned their lesson with Omnath. You yeah. know, four color Omnath entering the battlefield, drawing a card uh, that had just Too ripple easy. effects throughout multiple formats. Mm-hmm. So uh, lately, we've seen certain effects that are like when it enters the battlefield, you can only trigger this once per turn. You yeah. know, or like when something enters the battlefield. Like Calyx is a great example of that when it enters, and then also when another enchantment enters, mm-hmm. and it, it requires a little bit more work to get the engine going. Yeah, not only uh, have there not been a lot of things printed to stop this, they keep printing things that are really good with ETBs. This is not even discussing like things that allow you to abuse ETBs. Oh, they like, love doubling those triggers. Exactly. Like, yeah. like there's at least two cards in every set exactly. right now. Like, yeah, like reanimation spells instantly just make ETBs better. You know, mm-hmm. flicker spells make ETBs better. All of a sudden, we're getting cards like Saw in Half, which is just a disgustingly Ooh. busted card with creatures with ETBs. Attracts yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah, it tracks a hundred percent. Displacer kitten. We're seeing yeah. like just like this huge push in this direction. And maybe you're right. Maybe that is the fact that it kind of sidesteps a lot of blue interaction mm-hmm. and it kind of uh, gives creatures a reason to still compete at the higher level. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I think there is if you're building at the highest level that you have to think. Okay, if I'm not in white, do I have space for the torpor orb? Like in your ninety nine, like just in case if someone's someone else's etbs are going to be fucking going on any of those effects get that it comes up comes up in every game it is impactful it's that it's in yeah if you're looking for another stacks piece to like uh help against players who punish or who are abusing these effects i love containment priest like jordan all those things jordan had listed like reanimation spells displacer kitten uh flicker effects and stuff like that Containment Priest solves that problem mm-hmm. for you. So it's true. Yeah. yeah. So there it doesn't are a lot stop of, the initial, but it does definitely stops like a, the abuse of these kind of. Yeah. Effects. Yeah. I mean, you uh, got to throw the pieces together, like, and you got to make people dance through the raindrops with stacks. That's kind of what it is. You got to make it difficult. Yeah. Yep. And it has flash, so you can. Yeah. You can literally just like while it's on the stack, while they're right. trying to get that effect to go off, you can just be like, and Containment Priest, deal with it. Otherwise, it also has a bit more piece. versatility too because there's a few different inst- instances, you know, like a Sissé activation or like a, a Eldritch Evolution kind of thing yeah, where that it, has added value. Finale of Devastation, the yeah. Containment Priest will save your butt. Yeah. You know what I was just thinking about too? We've been talking about stacks and how it interacts with uh, ETBs and stuff. A l- none of the silence effects and most of the roll law effects uh, don't deal with creatures. Most of them are non-creature spells, like making ETBs even better because the other way that you're going to try to like stop someone from going off and you know is going to be a silence effect a ranger cap yeah exactly. yeah a ranger or, captain. You know, yeah which don't. has an etb effect which makes it one of the strongest cards in cp oh, ranger it's great <laughs> literally top five 100 percent. yeah, yeah. I, I will die on that hill yeah it's only a couple spots uh below uh dockside yeah, our, <laughs> yeah in our top five cards would you say that three of them are etb effects what's the third one thassa's thassa's oracle yeah. just for being the, the yeah. leanest wind condition of all time yes yeah yeah i would probably say so okay there you go. So maybe consider playing ETB hit if our top three yeah, is I would ETBs. say one of those other two cards is probably a Mana Crypt or uh, something like that. We yeah. could probably suss out our top five, but whatever. Actually, I sent you guys um, yeah, there you go. A, a new website uh, that I should 
pull up now while I am vamping. Yeah, that's and, a great. <laughs> and, uh, you know, filling this time. 100% time that needed to be filled. Yeah, shit. I can okay, but I'm definitely saying words. You and are? They are on. And so this and they're continuous. This person's name. I can. Well, solidude for okay. a while. It is cedh-analytics.com forward slash meta metagame uh and this reddit user's name is coco cove um and they have broken down tournament results in a different way than edh top 16 does which we're familiar with um to actually break down the cards played in the current metagame and you can view stats for specific commanders and stats for specific cards very so it's a little more granular and i think um I haven't really gotten into it with this. I don't oh, know if I'm you guys about had a to. chance to. No, I'm about to dive uh, into this. But I, I think if it delivers on that promise, it's another tool that where it's just like you're looking at EDH Top 16 as your number one resource, and this might be number two along with Scryfall. Yeah. Did, did, did you have the name of the person that made this? or just uh, Coco Cove. C-O-C-O-C-O-V on Reddit. I mean, shout nice. out, because this is this is a crazy tool. Just looking at the home Free page. tool. Now, yeah, go check this out. This you is sent awesome. us this link already and like, I did. via text message? Okay, cool. Yeah, I didn't put it in the Discord. So, I, but, I will, yeah. yeah. By the I'll time sure this, this episode gets, posts, it'll be in there. Yeah, okay. I'll make sure this yeah. gets in the description, too. I mean, this is great to see because I, as we are diving into more analytics for our show, I yeah, am looking at topic, these... by the way. Exactly. I am looking at these for other formats. So it's very cool to see this because it's very like um, representative of like the other like websites that I'm used to looking at for different formats. We've never had this, though, for CEDH. So that's yep. very, very, very cool. I love to see that. Shout out. Okay, let's move on. Today, we are doing an episode on a, a topic that we'll probably circle back to a few times here, and that is the CDH Player's Guide to Other Formats. Uh, today, we are specifically talking about Standard and its resurgence in paper. There has been a ton of talk and a ton of push to bring paper or Standard back to paper, back to IRL, right? Uh, it kind of died during the pandemic at a really hard time holding up like everything did obviously so everything went on to arena where standard has just been relegated to essentially thriving to yeah sure uh thriving as an online format but not in a paper format not as it should yeah not thriving as it used to in its old former glory right even we saw like a huge fall off in like uh magic uh competitions pro like the pro league you know all of that fell apart as well um, and really hasn't come back even still to this day. I mean, we saw the biggest goof in Magic history where they lost, literally lost trademarking for FNM. Like, Friday Night Magic does not exist anymore. It used to be a standard haven. True, 100%. So, yeah, so I think there is, it's shifting ground right now, but I think, you know, people are trying to find a home for standard and trying to bring it back and, you know, bring it back to the real world. Wizards themselves is, is the yeah. source of this push. And we saw this at uh, MagicCon Vegas. Like, that was the big, like, kickoff for it. Yeah, tons of you were playing it. Yeah. We had CGB playing in person. You know, he's an arena guy, but we had people, like, actually playing paper decks. Obviously, there was the grand finals there that we got to watch in person, and that was all standard. And we're going to go into some of those analytics. This all really kicked off, though, a few months ago when um, Wizards of the Coast announced that they were making a lot of changes to the standard rotation. Uh, they said that they're going to be pushing it to a two-year rotation versus a one-year rotation. And and so just like big picture, if I could interrupt, uh, as a longtime Magic player, like this is something that has been going on since formats have been around. Like you started with Type 1, Type 1.5, and Type 2, and just like uh, eventually you get into the creation of like Modern and Standard and stuff like that. But with Standard, they have continuously been changing the cycle like how it works like it used to be based off like hey there would be two big blocks and then like a small block right but no more blocks anymore and then they got rid of the block structure and then it was based on uh what's the longest period of time it's ever been two years 
I think actually don't know. Yeah, I think I I was gonna ask and see is it two years to three years or is it because uh, I know it's more than a year generally for like the window of time that card is active. Um, but I I mean it has yeah. a big effect on the metagame. Like yes. talking about like what is the base of cards that is playable um, and being played and like you know for a rotating format that's important because uh, Magic is a game of your wallet. Exactly. Sometimes, yeah. You know? and, and if you need four of Shoulrids and they're a hundred bucks a piece for the cheapest version, and if you're in standard right now, you kind of do need four Shoulrids. You know, God. maybe you can get away with three, but you probably need four. Um, that's four hundred bucks right there. You know, yeah. And if you're talking about that as a baseline before you get into other cards in your deck, which are also going to be good and expensive, because standard does have cards that pop into that high end range, like Need Hulk Massacre, and hang out there for a while. Um, it can get real expensive, and it feels bad to be spending a modern deck amount of money in a rotating. Point. Yeah, I will. I think that was maybe a large part of that push was mm-hmm. to kind of get people a little more security in investing in these kind of decks and not just be like, it's gone in a year. Yeah. Like, good luck. I mean, so in standard, if you can play arena, basically like free to play. Great. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think that that's what helps it flourish as an online format. It's because you don't have the feel bad of like cards that rotate out of standard and then they're not playable in any other format because they're not quite pushed enough for, you know. Totally. Yeah. They they don't transfer after. And I do have an answer, by the way, for the standard rotation. So it is up to 12 expansions are going to be legal in a standard set, Mm -hmm. which will uh, essentially keep it legal from between two to three years, depending. Okay. I mean, that's a that's a huge range. And it's a huge range. Yeah. And that's me feels good. Um, there. It's a lot of deck diversity. Yeah. Deck diversity. Like there were times, uh, the most recent time where I was deep in standard was at the beginning of COVID. So like 2020 or whatever. And it was real stale. It was that Omnith uh, stuff. It was yeah. a lot of like adventure based decks with uh, Explore the Wilds and stuff like that. Lotus Cobra was still. Lotus Cobra was mm-hmm. all over the place. Not and, busted. you know, it just gets in that, you know, if if the time span is short enough, there are cards that just come out and just dominate for the entire life cycle of that card and it becomes stale like you're saying well yeah there are a lot of cards that maintain value through the years based on how dominant they were in standard and now i think like a good ex- a good example is meat hook massacre right? yeah because it climbed all the way up to 70 or 80 dollars for a single like standard print card mm-hmm. and then now we saw it actually sort of like falling back down it's it's it like got a couple of reprints that yeah you know and it's starting to like see less play and did i just make that up did it get any reprints i'm sorry uh it got print, no. reprinted in the list so okay. like people yeah, are able go. to get their oh. hands on a couple more out there they're not like prevalent it's not mm-hmm. a meaningful reprint i wish i hold on to that hold on to the black and white foil yeah jordan had the Fucking uh idiot. yeah oh, the midnight hunt yeah but no one opened a lot of that set in paper the double feature foil yeah yeah so, yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. The regrets. <laughs> yeah. Standard decks have always been, uh, an enigma to me outside or after arena was introduced. Have you played any standard? Weren't you playing like historic when you were on arena? Um, I play historic now, but yeah. I used to play standard before the pandemic. Like okay. I, I go to Friday night magic, like probably like once a month, maybe, okay. you know, just like take a deck that was, you know, off, off meta and just like go around and play and meet new people. Yeah. Uh, after the pandemic hit, like there's no reason to. Everyone got hooked on arena, and the like the investment is so much lower. And right? nobody has paper decks anymore. Yeah. You can't even find games. And Jordan, did you ever play in in a paper pre uh, format? No, or standard. No, never did. Okay, nope. 
Yeah, so a lot of the, the approach to the game has changed for Standard because a lot of the cards that are effective on Arena, can you can build a deck that is full of commons and uncommons. You have a ton of those wild cards. I know you do. And like, like Mono Red can literally just stomp your way up the ladder and then to yep. a certain point it will become less effective and then you've by then you've already earned your rare and mythic wild cards you can build a more effective deck and if you're competitive that is a reasonable approach to it because you spend little to nothing to do it mm-hmm. but whereas friday night magic and paper you might have gotten some packs or 15 dollars in store credit yeah there yeah. was there was some time like that i literally built a deck the day before spent 150 bucks cash to make that happen right and then i played the deck one time there didn't like it and i just said sayonara and moved on mm-hmm uh, that didn't feel good, so I can see how Arena might. So you had be a, a, little a bit better. Japanese farewell that you played, and <laughs> no, okay. no, 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 okay. Uh, so I will say, I think um, the thing I do like about Standard is, as far as competitive one v one, I think there's the most creative deck building I see in it, like yeah. outside of like modern, and you or that. I don't see that in modern. I, mean, I do see it in standard. You get to uh, forget about the politics atmosphere of Commander and just focus uh, yeah, on exactly. Smashing Face, which as a Grixis player, I, that is on your mind, right? Dreamy. Uh, yes, exactly. Um, but I also do think that uh, there are reasonably low-cost ways to get into this format, and which mm-hmm. is a very good thing about it. Like Evan said, Mono Red is always viable at the table. Yep. Um, to an extent, obviously, um, as well as like Blue White Soldiers super fucking annoying but it's a deck that puts up results and doesn't cost a lot to put together you you can with your commons and uncommons put together a blue tempo deck that will do decent i mean yeah my deck that i took to mythic on ladder was uh hottie gin and it like i literally could put it into pay in together in paper for i would say fifty dollars which today in magic you really can't say that yeah. about anything no for sure yeah. no my favorite era of standard was return to ravnica block um and I played mono black pack rats, and I feel like you can always build a pretty good mono black deck. I mean, especially right now with Shouldred. Exactly. But in standard, <laughs> yeah. you can always build a pretty good uh, mono black deck with some control pieces and some uncommon creatures. Oh, 100%. And you're off to the races. A lot of the time, it's just making the right play at the right time. And standing over Jordan's shoulder as he climbed to Mythic, it was just, you know, I think Arena allows you to jam games, jam games, jam games. And mm-hmm. eventually you pick up the patterns of what people are playing because at a certain point you rise to, um, you know, almost Mythic. Like you were in Diamond. Is that Diamond then Mythic or something? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you were seeing like certain decks and you were just like, well, I know I have to wait for this to happen. And then once I make that play, you know, like hold on to this interaction. Mm-hmm. Totally. Where like I had no idea, you know, like you had already figured out the sequencing for a lot of these decks you were playing against. Right. And that was why it's actually that was a point I wanted to bring up is like I think that is a, a, a benefit to for people to get into this format mm-hmm. is it's not crazy intimidating because the par- card pool is relatively small. Yeah. Like even with the extended card pool that we're looking at now, it is relatively small and you do see a finite number of decks. You get to learn these strategies, right? Like it's it's like mono red aggro, especially on ladder, you see a ton of them. It's like mono red aggro, blue white soldiers, green white Selesny enchantments, mm-hmm. and like that's pretty much it. Yeah, Jukai Naturalist will be around for a while. <laughs> oh my yeah. god, it makes me want to kill him. And I mean but, the other aspect of that too is like if you're a person who learns something by jamming games great i can jam a hell of a lot of standard games any time of the day on arena yeah i mean i got very i feel like i got a lot better of like understanding tempo plays and stuff like that by playing that deck by the way if you do play at all hours of the day on arena just learn different time zones and like when 
like South Koreans are awake and like <laughs> when like Brazilians are awake and other big like magic populations and stuff. That's when you should be sleeping. Well, yeah, yeah those are esports cultures. Yeah, because they're esports cultures and like there are so many times where I would just be like up at 2 a.m. and I'll be like, ah, oh, everyone's asleep. I'll just go on and maybe grind some games and just get my face smashed oh, yeah. in by... Oh, yeah. Over <laughs> winter break, dude. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. All right, well, let's move this into a little more like grounded in reality with some some data, some stats behind us, right? We are talking about uh, Arena currently. So I have currently pulled up the October or May through October metagame. Uh, so this is pretty much every deck that we are looking at through Arena. Uh, currently, the most represented is Domain Ramp. Uh, domain deck still coming in strong. It is relatively easy deck to pilot and to put together. It's not. It's pretty cheap. Uh, we have an 11% represent, representation with a 56.5% global win rate, which pretty much anything above 50 is good. Anything below 50, you need to work on. Mm-hmm. So 56.5 is a strong standing, and I see why a lot of people play it. Um, moving on to the second is one we see all the time and talking about is Mono Red Aggro. It has 10.3% metagame uh, representation, but 42% win rate. It is not a strong deck on winning. Is this this is best of one or is it? This is all of best of one. This is all, all best of one. Oh yeah, yeah, Mono Red Aggro is gonna. Yeah, yeah, do that's what it's gonna do. Swift Spear, Chick, Lightning Bolt. Yeah, it just it's just not positioned well right now, and it used to be significantly better. But it's because what we're about to talk about moving into it is or next is uh, Demir mid range followed by Mono Black mid range followed by Esper Control. <laughs> it is essentially all the same deck splashing some colors. We are mm-hmm. seeing that with the printing of Shouldered and some extremely strong black cards, that black mid range is just very good right now. Yeah. Um, in addition, you know, S- I think Esper is king. We had a huge banning uh, recently and really kind of like took Grixis down a peg. We lost uh, the the Fable of the Mirror Breaker. Oh, yeah. And we also lost uh, Corpse Appraiser, which on its face is not a crazy card, but it was a machine in the Grixis deck that just let it win every single game. I was going to yeah. say, it definitely nuked that deck. It, like, yeah, it, they, it was almost like that card is not ban-worthy on the surface until you just you realize you are coming for the deck. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, some thinking that goes into the ban list for uh, standard and, you know, modern and forms that aren't commander. Like, you got to think about it. Uh, there's a little more math involved, I guess. So yeah. things like that will happen. Yeah, exactly. Fable makes sense. Fable was just in every... It made every deck viable. Like, red was in every... Oh, 100%. Deck. Yeah. But now you're seeing, like, there's very little red showing up, uh, especially yep. when you're looking at win rates and, like, success there. Because let's switch over here. We were just in Vegas, and while they were there, they were doing the Magic World Championships for Standard. Um, and it was really interesting when I started looking at the, uh, the top placements, right? We don't have any red... Until 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Definitely 16, not in the top eight. 18th, we have a splash of red in fo- in four color. The opposite of commander. Then Rakdos is 19th. Then Grixis midrange doesn't exist until 20th. It's absolutely insane that the 18th deck is called Rakdos Reanimator and it's four colors. <laughs> yeah. And then 19th is Rakdos. What's that say? Sacrifice. Sacrifice. So. And then Grixis midrange. Well, here's the thing. The reason that you see so much red in Commander is because of Dockside. Like we were yeah. saying. Like it's literally because of Dockside. That is right. the reason you're going to be playing red. Um, well, there were other cards recently that made it prevalent in Standard, but they are all gone now. Yeah. 
So yeah, because of that, it has let Esper just run supreme. Esper Legends is what won this tournament. Yep. Uh, and followed by Esper Midrange. I, I mean, because you got to go through either Shouldred or Atraxa in standard right now. So And that they have yeah. the gravity, you know? Yeah, they just win games. And it's very apparent right here. Pretty much every deck is white, blue, or sorry, blue or black, white, splashing blue or green or both. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. All the way through. Yeah, it's mostly Shieldred. Like, and when you go and you look up on Card Kingdom or TCG Player, however you want to do it, and you look at the price of Shieldred, it's reflecting as such, not because of Commander, but because of these competitive formats. Shieldred is impactful across, like, not only Standard, but Pioneer, if you are playing it, and some decks in Modern. So, What's that uh, Mint 9 Phyrexian foil I'm looking at worth? <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, my God. Um, it's... Actually, I don't know. Do you want me to look it up real quick? Yeah, sure. You own it. I do own it. I totally forgot you own that. It's such a cool piece. <laughs> yeah, I have... Yeah, but anyway, the cheapest shoulders you're going to get is a hundred bucks. Yeah, all right. Yeah, maybe if you're lucky, you can find one from your buddy. Tell him you'll give him seventy or eighty bucks cash. You mm-hmm. know, um, but it's it's powerful. It's so powerful that it just pushes other colors out of competition. So, well, I mean, in a one-on-one format, uh, you're not going to gain advantage at the fringes or anything. So you mm-hmm. like you should just be doing the best thing. Yeah, like make yeah. disappears. Like the addition of blue to black, like basically allows this mirror match to happen in standard, where you're just trying, you're answering people's uh, shieldreds with make disappears and having fodder for those uh, to potentially uh, what casualty you pay the casualty cost. So, um, I've just watched too many games where shieldred will come down when the player has six life. And they will turn the entire game around. They'll just have gotten beaten down. It's a huge swing. Yep. It's, it's a four a, life swing every time something happens, right? Yep. And then when you can build a deck around drawing cards, like this Esper Control build with uh what's the card from Nuka Penna? The uh, <laughs> Esper card. Uh, uh, are you talking Rafine? Yeah, Rafine. Yeah, so I'm looking really oh at Esper yeah. Legends. This is the deck that won. It pretty much is Lord Skitter into Rafine with Shouldred and Urtai. Um, Earth Eye Resurrected. God, Earth Eye Resurrected. Exactly. And it's just, you got four Skrelves, four Denix, three Fairy Mastermind, two Ronas, four Thalias. Like, it literally is just a disgusting deck and it just wins. Like, you can put this together on on standard, or on Arena rather, and climb easily. Uh, This deck will 100% compete at Mythic. Mythic. Yeah, I mean, the deck that I was looking at was uh, Anthony Lee's Golgari midrange deck, which was number three at the World Championship. And that is also a lot of the same vibes. Like, it's playing, like, Nyssa, Liliana the Veil... Glissa Sunslayer, Shouldred, mm. and then things that round that out, you know? Yo, I didn't even see this, but we called this card out when we were going through it, and here he is playing four of Mosswood Dread Knight. This Great. card is gas. No, I'm going to have to send you guys this list. I rebuild it a little bit, and I'm going to try it out on Arena. But, like, yeah, no, it's great. Like, Mosswood Dread Knight, great card. Bramble Familiar and Blossoming, Blossoming Tortoise also, like, have the ability to shine in this deck. Oh, 100%. Um, Blossoming Tortoise uh, working with the Restless Cottage um, to give you a 4-4 black and green horror um, on the battlefield. Uh I think it's great. It, it's a it's a good deck. That's why I think I'm excited about standard because there's a lot of fun stuff right now available in the format that is viable. Yeah. So I, I think like I mean obviously shoulder it is oppressively strong right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think 
there's still a lot of fun to be I w- had. Yeah, I would say in that in the World Championship Top 8, there were four distinct decks. Yeah. Even if they were in the same color combination. Yeah. Four different decks, you know. Yeah, I think the uh, the addition from this last set, or Wilds of Eldraine with the Cottage and stuff like that, is just another like unique drop in the bucket for Standard to like have those... I remember standard way way back um, when those what do you what are their tech- crawling barons yeah crawling barons stuff like that um, where those like you just pay a certain amount of mana and activate it and it becomes a creature like we saw it with adventures in the forgotten realms with mm-hmm. den of the bugbear and whatnot but celestial now, colonnade ran uh, standard yeah, for a long time yeah. yeah exactly and now they're back in a in well maybe not as powerful as celestial colony well they, i mean <laughs> they used to be um they're pretty good they, used, they are good i would say maybe five years ago you would commonly see um the on color duels that were uh manlands right manlands yeah, yeah 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 the on color manlands in whatever deck you were playing and they just got powered out of modern so yeah. it's exciting to see them back um you know with better costing than the last yeah they, with they better costing them. and in a format where they're playable yeah 100 yeah. no i think and especially let alone that but a, a mid-range format is when they where they thrive oh i'm oh my god in in standard i played uh mono black uh with ugin at the top end yes um and crawling barons was an important part of that strategy like you know that crawling barons would just close out yeah 100 a yeah. lot of times that's what wins games is like yeah. you know you get to turn six or seven everybody's gassed out of resources but you have enough man to keep activating and making your land a creature and that's enough mm-hmm. um yeah i think that's super duper cool um yeah so i wanted to just kind of end us off here because uh ra- gotta wrap up what kind of decks might you be interested in playing like i think we're all interested in maybe looking at standard i think we sh- it's worth having one on hand yeah. so that um i've been seeing a lot of events being popping up mox is starting to run some standard events uh i know phoenix is looking at doing some so i want to see about having one on hand yeah i think for me the excitement comes with the next set. And when we were at MagicCon, they spoiled a lot of new cards with uh, uh, Caverns of Ixalan. Yeah, it's next standard legal set. Yeah, so I was really excited to see that. And I think this is what's like bringing more players back into this like paper magic realm. But they're starting to make more powerful reprints. Cavern of Souls is coming back to standard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I really... I'm. I love dinosaurs. So I'm going to build a dinosaur deck. Oh, yeah. 100%. That makes and sense. we're going to see exactly what that does uh, when that happens. I'm, I'm excited for spoilers, but that is making me more excited for standard yeah. is actually like seeing powerful cards like Cavern of Souls reenter the fray. Hell yeah. No, I, I already named mine. I'm looking at Golgari midrange, I think. And for me, I love Liliana the Veil. Uh, yes. When I was away from Magic for the first time and I came back, uh, I opened a pack of Innistrad. It was the first pack I bought in like 15 years or something. And my rare was Liliana the Veil. I didn't even know what Planeswalkers were. And I was just like, what is this? Oh, nice. Yeah. That's clean. And, you know, at that time, I could play her in Standard. After that, I could play her in Modern. She's now kind of powered out of Modern. So I am excited to have a deck where I get to play four of Liliana the Veil again. Dude, I you mean, know? that is oh, yeah. awesome. That feels really good because that is a really good card. Wizards, print Pack Rat back into Standard and run I back. will be uh, <laughs> living my dreams. Full run back, yeah. dude. Um, I mean... I'm gonna keep being a dead horse, man. I gotta keep playing this hottie gin deck until they until Dominaria United uh, rotates out. You haven't found a way to do uh, Grixis bullshit in standard. Uh, I mean, Grixis bullshit definitely exists. Okay. Um, 
it's just i mean honestly it feels lame now that fables banned like mm-hmm. if if we were to, nothing had changed i would totally build there's it. not any must play red cards in standard yeah right yeah now. there's nothing making me pulling me in that direction honestly like mosswood dread knight is one of the coolest standard legal cards i've seen in a while so like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm leaning more your direction than my direction honestly. yeah that with shieldred is kind of like a really cool combination yes, where yeah. you can activate or you can cast the adventure and you actually net life off of the whole thing by drawing a card yeah i, I know we've heard about the concept of no bad card decks in in cdh but oh they definitely exist here they exist in standard oh, too. Yeah. no bad cards oh, yeah, yeah that's pretty much what won this last championship was a no bad cards list i mean even looking at it like fairy mastermind gets so goaded with shouldered because now all of a sudden you're paying for they're losing two life on that and you're getting yep. a card so you're finding a way to punish them for that and actual card so draw. if you have those two cards together you're probably in just a baseline demir deck maybe an esper deck and exactly. it's real easy to establish that control position and then what demir has problems with in standard a lot of the times is being able to close out. I really think what it comes down to, or maybe not exactly what it comes down to, but red just has a hard time with removal right now. Like mm-hmm. bolt doesn't exist anymore. So black also bolts, maybe not good enough because also if you look might, at the targets yeah. for it, the bodies are just too chunky. They're, they're so the fact thoughts. that we're not willing to reprint it into standard, but at the same time, it's not even good enough to be in standard is crazy mm-hmm. because now you're looking at white and you're looking at black and you're seeing just the most ludicrous level of uh, removal is coming out. Like we have wandering emperor is just a crazy great card. card yeah. We have um, ossification. I know we're seeing a ton in the Selesnia decks. Yep. Uh, uh, Tie down. Tie down. What is the uh the white cut down? Sorry. Oh, cut down. Yeah, yeah. And then there's the white uh uh, uh Kamigawa removal card. Oh, the Wandering Emperor or what? No, the other one, the enchantment thing, the flicker thing. Oh, uh, touch the spirit realm. Touch the spirit realm. Yes. yes. Also it. in black, you have go for the throat is legal right now, it, which hits 100%. every target. Not standard. to mention in black, we just had the printing of uh, Shouldred's Edict, which mm-hmm. is great a card. Yep. Disgusting card. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you see that showing up in uh, CDH list. Yeah. Sometimes, oh, yeah. Know. I mean, it has flexibility. Like, it's so good. And then we also have, like, removal being stuck onto Urtai and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, really, it's just the removal that it comes down to is just, it's just the best in those three colors. Yeah. yeah. And I yeah. would expect the this format to get a little bit more degenerate with Cavern Souls because uh, most people will be naming Praetor and they will be protecting their Shieldreds as it comes down. Yeah. I mean, I, that does scare me because I'm the mono blue player that just really heavily relies on it, uh, Make Disappear. <laughs> yeah. You know, and the potential to have four, it's not a legendary land either is yeah it? well yeah but you're then you're punished on colors not, and stuff yeah. like that so i, I mean, mean well you get one of any color as long as you name the right creature type or yeah, yeah what uh fair, what fair, other fair. creature types does children have can you be cl- uh phyrexian praetor you could probably name phyrexians yeah yeah you probably and build a deck around that and yeah i don't think you'd really oh uh realm breaker uh or what is that what is the one oh. from march the machines where it is realm breaker of the world tree of something where you can Search your library. Oh, <laughs> put them all out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, you could see like a, a more grindy control list with like Phyrexian sensor. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yes, like Phyrexian sensor. Yeah, you know? uh, but uh, overall, really excited to see where the format heads and how they keep drawing people in uh, to the paper format again. Obviously, Arena is thriving. People are very excited. If you haven't seen Covert Go Blue or any of his content, get out there because he plays a lot of variety. Uh, he has a new video almost like daily or every other day yeah if you want to get some inspo for for standard definitely a good place to check for sure that's where i think evan and i got a lot of inspo when we're starting uh, i would getting into arena like i would love to play that new infinite mana agatha's cauldron 
uh, loop deck. Yeah, there's even new combos coming out in with like all the new gas that we've got. Uh, should yeah. we proxy up the uh, standard decks and just have them play? Do some gameplay videos, maybe. Yeah, maybe run some one on ones. Yeah, sounds great. One on one. Yeah, easy piece for you guys to run one on ones. That's true. Maybe yeah. we'll uh, even Twitch stream them. Oh hell yeah! Head, Here we head go. action. You'd love to see it. All right, y'all. Well, this has been the Monsters Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Obviously, this has been the best one because it was run by yours truly, <laughs> Jordan Garcia. <laughs> I am uh, a Mockstar. Yeah, we'll be doing more statistics-driven episodes in the future. If you guys like this type of content, make sure to let us know in the comments below. And again, if you'd like to support the show, please do so by subscribing to us on YouTube, leaving five stars on all major podcasting platforms, and join the Discord. You can interact with us uh, on the regular and uh, just proc some of these conversations that we're having. I mean, yeah, we almost the derailed day. the entire conversation with Tortoise, one little thought. So. <laughs> I mean, it was a fruitful conversation. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I'm yeah. not dissing it. I think, like, yeah, if you want us to you know, go off the rails and talk about something you want to talk about, get involved in the Shower Thoughts. Yep. And uh, you can do that. Uh, by joining our supporter tier on Patreon. For $3 a month, you become an official Pepperhead where your name turns Dr. Pepper Red and you get access to the Shower Thoughts channel where you can be a little bit closer to your three favorite best Magic the Gathering personalities, the Mock Stars. You get to shower with us. Yes. Not literally. Uh, we're working that on is that. the next Patreon We're working on that Patreon tier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But... <laughs> Like, are we talking one per or all three at once? No, all three of us, yeah. Okay, that's yeah. a very expensive patron tier. It that's is. It's a big shower. Yeah. Well, I think we mentioned the piss pig tier. I think that would be... <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a solid way to end it. On that note. Turn it up there. Thanks for listening, y'all. We'll see Bye. you all next week. Bye.